All right. Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint podcast. Today, we have on Ken Morgan, who just finished phase two of the Mandarin Blueprint method course and has kindly agreed to participate in a case study. So we'll follow Ken and see how he's doing with the course. But at this point, at the end of phase two, uh, Ken will have seen some, you know, uh, characters and words. But first, before we get into any of the specifics, I think um, maybe an introduction is in order. So Ken, tell us about yourself and why you decided to study Chinese. Um, I'm a uh, practice Qigong, so I'm interested in Qigong, and uh, I want to be able to read the books. Mm. The head of our Qigong system, Dr. Pang, he's written like a dozen books, and only four have been translated. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, t so tell apart me. from that is to be a Go ahead. Apart from that is to be able to speak to masters as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, masters. tell tell for people in our audience who are unaware of qigong, tell tell them a little bit about what it's about. I think the closest thing that most people would find it somewhat similar to is tai chi, but it is a little bit different. So maybe you can tell people about what yes. qigong is. Qigong is like tai chi, but it's more concerned with health. At least the system I I do is more concerned with health. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's, uh, it involves um, body movements, uh, mind concentration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If you've yeah. seen the Tai Chi, then you, you have some idea. Yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, there's people yep. uh, outside in my little complex every day who are doing some version of either Qigong or Tai Chi, and it's very uh, peaceful. You, know, you see people doing it, and you're, you tend to have a real peace of mind with it. So that's that's awesome. Yes, uh, the founder of our system, Dr. Pang, he, in the in the 90s, he had a big uh, center in China, and there were thousands of people there, and lots of people getting cured from all sorts of illnesses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, Qigong is like... Um, like cancer. Well, wow, really? <laughs> that's that's yeah, incredible. One of, you know, it's really amazing the, the power of our, our, our minds to be able to sort of reorient how we're seeing ourselves in the world. And sometimes yes. that can create, you know, quite uh, a change even in our physical health. So that's really cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So tell, uh, so you live in, also you live in Malaysia, which is pretty cool. What brought you, uh, what brought you to Malaysia originally? <laughs> um, well, we were in England. We come from England and, uh, we were running an acupuncture clinic at the time mm. and we weren't making much money. And I thought, <laughs> let's go somewhere. Yeah. Let's go, go somewhere warmer, somewhere cheaper. Mm. And basically we retired here. Yeah. So there's a lot of Mandarin speakers in Malaysia. Eh? So you'll have yes. a, a good chance to use what you're learning. Their, uh, their dialect is a bit different though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's Although confusing. Most, most people will, will find, you know, what I found is that, you know, because I live in a place where the dialect is not exactly Mandarin, but everybody understands it. So, I mean, like, I bet that the Chinese speakers in Malaysia would have, they'd at least hear you speaking Mandarin, they would understand what you're saying, which is, you know, at the end of the day, that's the key. Now, oh, yeah, understanding sure. them might take a little bit longer if they have a different... Exactly, because uh, yeah. they, they pronounce the letters the same. So, like, they'll pronounce SH as S. That's what they do in Sichuan. Yeah, so they'll say like inst all the H's seem to go. So you have like it's like you know, it's like oh okay, well where do those H's go? But you know, the thing that's interesting, I ended up learning 
Sichuanese, uh, or at least understanding it, simply through osmosis by learning Mandarin first, because you can kind of figure out the um, corresponding relationship between the pronunciations. So when you first hear it, like now when I listen to Sichuanese, it's almost like kind of probably how you might imagine listening to somebody with a very strong accent from, you know, either another country or, you know, another, in your case, in England, there's so many accents, so you could probably find somebody yes. just from, you know, maybe 30 miles away and they'll have a different enough accent, but still it's, uh, it's kind of ends up being like that. Uh, and that's why we always recommend people still focus on Mandarin anyway, because it has the most applicability. Um, and then you can kind of, uh, specialize once you've sort of mastered enough of it. So yes, yeah, that's pretty cool. So let's get in a little bit to more. So you were, you wanted to be able to read these books about, uh, Qigong and speak to the Qigong masters. Um, is there anything else that you plan to do, uh, when you're able to speak, um, and read, uh, Mandarin? <laughs> Well, it would open up a lot here in Malaysia as well, because there's like a lot of things that are only in Mandarin. Yeah. yeah. For example, I'm, I'm interested in Buddhism, but most of the Buddhism that goes on here is in, is in Mandarin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's so some... would, it would open up a lot of doors here in Malaysia, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been focusing a lot recently on uh, more of the Taoist and Buddhist texts, because they're so fun to read. Like when you can read the Taoist and Buddhist texts in Chinese, like it's like there's such a profound, uh, there's a profundity to it that I don't think you can get in the English translations. Uh, and it's hard to articulate because it's, uh, you know, something, there's something about the economy of words, I guess you could say, like sort of the uh -huh. way that you can get across so much meaning in such simplistic, like what seems like simplistic, but it's actually quite profound. Um, and I, I particularly like the Taoist text, but I'm partially influenced by that because I live in Chengdu, which is essentially the birthplace of Taoism. The birthplace and, of Taoism comes from uh, Qingcheng. Do you Mountain. find them easy to read? Well, the Taoist texts are really easy, easy to, read. to read. Yeah, yeah, they're really easy to read because they're simple. You know, like they're just uh, meant to be that way uh, to some degree. So, oh, that's good. Awesome. Uh, so great. So like, so let's talk about a little bit some specifics of the course. Um, uh -huh. so you're at a point now where you've seen, you know, all our videos related to the Hanza movie method and how to learn a character. So, um, could you talk a little bit about your experience of figuring out that mnemonic system and sort of, and then maybe end with how long did it, uh, does it take you to learn a character now and how long did it take you to get to that point? <laughs> I, I already uh, had some familiarity with these kind of systems. So it was, it wasn't, I, was one of the things that interested me about your your course actually. I'd actually read the article that you based the system on, mm. and oh, I listened method? to the uh, what was it the Marilyn method? Yes, right, and right, right. I'd listened to Alex Mullen talking about trying to use it, although he changed it a bit. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Cool. In fact, I, I, when I studied acupuncture, when I studied acupuncture, I used memory systems to, to remember the points. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I was just, um, so, uh, but I'm good. I don't try to, to go very fast though. So I don't think I'm a very fast, uh, maker of the, of the images. Hmm. If it's a very easy thing, then it's very fast, but hmm. some of the more abstract words, uh, sure. take a while to think of, how am I going to like from, for example, or, and yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like there are certain ones that are like, oh, it's a bit abstract, but 
there's almost always a way. You know, one of the ones that really uh, helps me a lot was we had this guy, Nick. He was in a few of the videos. One of the things he used to do was just uh, take, he would do this quick word association thing where he would like be like, okay, I want to learn these 25 characters today. So here are the 25 keywords. And he would just go like, make these quick word associations by just saying them out loud and seeing what comes to mind. There's so many, it's kind of interesting. You have to take a perspective with any mnemonic uh, system where you kind of have to relax weirdly. Like even though you're trying to do something, you're putting in effort and you're saying, I'm going to imagine you know, these different things. Yes. You have to somehow just go, but what is my brain just going to show me already? Because essentially you're trying to find something that's already there and then make a connection, yes. you know? And so, Tell me a little bit about, so you, you got into, you know, one of the things that we always find is interesting with somebody like you, we didn't have to convince you that mnemonics are a effective memory no. technique because you were already doing it. So uh, did you find that, you know, any, I guess, systemizing it a little bit more? Like, tell me about that. Because if you already knew about mnemonics, you can imagine why it is that re remembering faces or spaces or objects is easier than remembering text on a page. But had you ever done it in such a systemized way before where it's like, you know, okay, we're going to. No, yeah. no. And that's what, that's what attracted me. Hmm. Cause actually I was, I started doing the yo-yo course. Oh, right. I bought the yo-yo course. Hmm. And then I read that article, Marilyn uh, method. Yeah. And it seems really good, but to try and do it on your own. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not knowing what order the characters should be. And I think the great thing about Mandarin blueprint is that it, it gets you into the system in a, an easy someone leading you down the process try and do it yourself would be like yeah too, too difficult i think yeah you don't have the knowledge to like you know you need to um yes have knowledge of chinese to know what order makes sense and then you know in the, yes. we actually are just about to release the expansion of the course we're going to add about uh -huh. 930 characters or so so it's going to be a big expansion and the bit what we're we did a lot of focus on okay what are the major um sort of frequency like what are the frequencies of all these characters based on billions and billions of characters and then we said okay now though make sure we use common props make sure we use common uh you know keywords together or where you know certain words are going to get unlocked that make a lot of sense to put together and uh you know it took a long time but now it's like that's the thing that i think is the biggest advantage is the order it's like, okay, here's the order of things. It's going to unlock these new sort of, it's very much like a game in that way because you kind of unlock achievements yes. and you can now do more and more. So um, as you went through it, you know, so obviously the first two phases are kind of intensive because we have a video for every, every single lesson. And then after that, we say, okay, you should have enough now that you can do this on your own. How did you find that transition? you know, to moving into a little bit less help from us and a little more, you know, of your own effort. <laughs> I think, I don't mind, I, I, I don't mind not having the videos, but sometimes there's no kind of uh, example stories, which are quite helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're so, going to, um, we're going to be in making some improvements to, uh, to phase three at some point, because that is a bit of a feedback that we've gotten a, a fair few times. We're always in this tension between expanding the course, which the people who are at the end, they really want us to do that. They're like, yeah, keep, keep expanding it and improving yes. the, uh, the quality of the different phases. But definitely after we finish this expansion, the first port of call is go back to phase three and see what we can add to it to make it a bit more uh, engaging. So yeah, that's good. That's good feedback. Appreciate that. Uh, 
Um, so now you said you take your time with the characters, but if you say you run into a character that is like a, a, not that abstract of a keyword, how fast does it take? Can you can you go through the process of you know coming up with your props and actor and set and remembering the scene? Oh, if it's if it's an easy word, then uh, probably uh, oh, I don't know less than thirty seconds, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's so fast, it's not, isn't it? Not very fast. Not very slow. Yeah, yeah. What I do is I I always write the story down on the Anki card as well, so that takes some time. Yeah. Oh, you write it down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Yeah, because I find from experience that <laughs> sometimes I don't remember anything. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes that I just don't happen. remember the story. So yeah. it obviously, wasn't very good. Yeah, yeah. But I think you definitely need the Anki as well as the story. Sure. Sure. Well, yeah, the Anki will let you know if you, well, what I say to people a lot is that what Anki allows is for your study sessions to not have to feel maybe as high pressure because you think about it, you go, all right, if I have to remember this and just based on the study session, then it's like, oh, I better do a really good scene. But if you remember that Anki will tell you if your scene wasn't good enough, then you can kind of relax a little bit and go, okay, maybe this is good enough. Maybe it's not, yeah. but either way, I'll find out tomorrow, you know, when Anki, when it comes up in Anki and I can't, I can or can't write down the character. So um, that's always a, I found that to be quite useful when I sort of got that, when I was originally studying, I had this like realization. I was like, oh, you know, this is, I don't have to worry so much because Anki will just let me know. So you have this sort of safety net of memory, I guess. And uh, of course the SRS is good as it is anyway. You know, I, I've applied so many of those SRS principles to my life. like. Anytime I want to learn something new, I always like say to myself, okay, learn the thing and then go away from it for a little bit and then learn it again in the same day and then for sure go back to it the next day. At least that. I mean, sure, you could, if I really was serious about it, I'd make an Anki card over the thing I wanted to learn, but just general day to day things it could just be like, my friend said his birthday was on October 22nd or something like that. Yeah, I'll try to remind myself, okay, 10 minutes later, see if you can do something to recall that thing, you know, I mean, usually that, that's a bad example because I just write that down, but like, you know, yeah, other sure. things that might be, uh, might be like that. So, okay, cool. So uh, if you were to, you know, kind of, um, I guess maybe summarize what three aspects of the course, if, if you can think of three or, you know, whatever, have had the biggest impact so far on your, uh, your Mandarin study? The first thing I saw of yours was the, the pronunciation. I started the pronunciation course. Hmm. And from looking at other systems, I would say that like 99% of the information courses are, are just absolutely useless on pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Just they don't go into enough detail. Right. They don't tell you. My impression, I, I did a, I did some uh, study of uh, Malay here as well. Mm. And my impression of teachers is that they haven't got a clue how to teach languages. Most of the teachers. Yes. Yeah, so you know, if you just go and this was even in a in a supposed uh, school, but still the teachers have no idea how to teach. Yeah. You just think that writing down a few words and going through things and they don't tell you anything about composition or anything like that. Yeah. I think it's really important to know exactly the mechanics of how to start speaking. So that would be one aspect. I think Mandarin Blueprint is streets ahead of everything else. 
of course, the memory system is the other thing because without a memory system, right, the hell are you going to remember the characters? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Possible. Yeah, yeah. People uh, are always like, it seems like a lot of extra stuff you have to learn just to learn a a character. And I'm like, I'm like, if it, there were only a hundred characters, I'd agree with you. But there's so many, so you got to have something better than just writing them over and over, uh, you know, to to remember them. So yeah, glad to hear that. I, I, one of the things that strikes me most about most about your course is. Uh, amount of effort you put into the detail and getting things right to uh interacting with people through the podcasts and uh and all the all the articles about how to do things like so much detail about anki so yeah. much detail about the theory no yeah. one else is doing this stuff i don't think yeah well you know the anki thing it's like the Anki is definitely the thing that as soon as we're, you know, it, you know, hopefully, uh, here's to hoping that we get to a point where we have the resources to make our own system for SRS, we're going to do it because Anki definitely drives us the most crazy of everything just <laughs> simply because it's, it's too complicated for, because it's trying to do everything. Anki is an open source software that you could do anything with. So if you're good with softwares, then sure, it's great. But like, uh, first of all, the UI interface looks like it fits a, you know, I don't know, the 19, late 1980s, early 1990s, and then from a design <laughs> perspective. And then it's just sometimes it's unnecessarily confusing, but it's, uh, you know, it does do the trick once you get the hang of it. So, um, but yeah, we, 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 I realized one day I was like, you know, if we're going to have, if we're going to use Anki, we better make sure that we explain everything, little details, step by step. Otherwise, people are going to be uh, not too happy with it. So um, that's great to hear. So um, let me ask you this. Were you skeptical about anything? I mean, it sounds like most people, their answer to that is, I was skeptical of this whole memory system, but you obviously weren't skeptical of that. So were you skeptical of anything when you first started off? No, no, I wasn't skeptical at all. Oh, the more good. I read about it, the... the... The only reason I was reluctant, I was reluctant to start at first because I already had yo-yo and I thought I don't want to, uh, I don't want right. to pay for another course. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, I mean, if you have both courses, I mean, yo-yo's got uh, a bunch of great content as well. I don't think they use a memory system uh, for the characters, but they, uh, she's, you know, she's a good teacher. I've seen a lot of her videos. Uh, she's uh, an inspiring Oh, yeah, teacher. absolutely. That's, that's why I started and definitely once I... Once I get to a certain point, I'll then go through all the yo-yo for sure. I'm sure you'll have a great uh, you'll have a great grasp of a lot of stuff if you use uh, the two in combination. That's kind of what's nice about yeah. us is that we're not all that um, directly competitive with. Like, I mean, yo-yo is the closest thing I can think of to a direct competitor to ours. But on the same token, like, you know, it's not that much of a direct competition because we do different things. You know, we kind of like our strength is definitely on learning Chinese characters, and we build a system off of that. But like. You know, her strength is definitely going to be colloquial Chinese and especially her intermediate courses about how where she actually goes into a Chinese home and like they have an interaction and she notes everything that they've said. That's great for an intermediate learner. So like everybody's got their strengths. And uh, we recently actually, have you ever heard of Mandarin Companion? No. They do graded readers. So it's a little bit early for you to get into them yet, but I'd be curious if you, um, so we've signed a free license with them where they have this cool thing where they basically say, you can use 40% of our text for free, um, you know, as long as you mentioned that it's from Mandarin Companion. And then what we're gonna do is a big analysis of all of their 
work. So they've done graded readers of like The Secret Garden and uh, Emma and some other like classic stories, right? And um, we're gonna do an analysis of it and figure out if you're doing the Mandarin Blueprint method, where should you be able to read this easily, right? And so then we're gonna uh, add yes. some of their content in. And the reason why we're able to do it is because they do graded readers, we do character learning and, you know, um, sort of basic grammar. So it's kind of a good complimentary mix there. Yeah, and sure. it's really kind of cool actually how the Chinese and language learning community in general is pretty mutually supportive. It's uh, quite, quite nice in that way. So um, with that in mind, any suggestions for how we can improve the course? I, I did say to you on, in, in an email that I, I felt a bit of a, an abrupt change at the start of phase three. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we definitely yeah yeah so we're, we're definitely going to add some more stuff there we've got some ideas uh, you know we're throwing some stuff around there of how to make phase three a bit more interesting because we kind of get this interesting response which is that everybody likes the first two phases and everybody likes the stories and dialogues and stuff that come from phase four and five and so we're like okay phase three is where we need to put a little bit more work in uh, the first thing we did was recent where we made just some required sentences and marked them in, An in Anki and all of that. Uh, but we're gonna try to do some more content with that soon uh, after the expansion. But uh, that's good feedback to get. And we've definitely, we've taken note and we're gonna make an announcement when we've made some improvements there. So uh, that's yeah. awesome. So I guess the final question I would just wanna ask you then, Ken, is just would you recommend Mandarin Blueprints uh, to anybody else out there watching this? Absolutely, yes. Great, great. Awesome. Sure. Well, if anybody is interested, we always make a coupon code after these um, case study interviews. Uh, and this one will be be like Ken, and you'll get you 30% off the course. <laughs> so if you'd like to uh, be like Ken and join the Mandarin Blueprint method, you can just uh, put in the code be like Ken at the checkout. Um, and uh, yeah, Ken, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us. And we'd uh, love to catch up with you again uh, after maybe either after you finish phase three or just maybe a couple of months from now, love to see how you're doing. So uh, hopefully we can talk sure. again, you know, sometime, I guess, uh, around, around Christmas time. Sure, no problem. Right. Thanks, Ken. Thank you.